Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Irene Duford, and I'm here with Loan Officer Team Training Podcast. And I'm here with my really good friend, Jen Conley. We've known each other for 12 or more years. And we met at a mortgage marketing animal event with Carl White. And uh, we had a good time, didn't we, Jen? We did, absolutely. So Jen is- That I met you. It was a great day. I I appreciate (laughs) you so much. And we've had so much fun over the years, just getting to know each other, talking about business, talking about life doing fun things together. And Jen is a top producer. She is an amazing originator, an amazing marketer, an amazing loan getter. (laughs) That's what I like to say. And she does a great job in her town of Chillicothe, Ohio. But what's great about you, Jen, is that you're not just in Chillicothe. You're all over, aren't you? Yes. Yes. So tell us, did it start out that way? No, not at all. I mean, when I started, gosh, in 2005, I was at a broker shop. We did triggers. We never spoke to anybody. We never met anyone. We were just doing loans all over the country. I don't think we even did Ohio at that time. 
you know, obviously the crash happened, that place closed. And as time went on, I, you know, hopped around a lot, you know, went to a lot of different companies trying to find the right spot. And then I ended up at Hometown Lenders, which I've been here for 10 years, which is I started Hometown and Freedom Club the same month. So I've done them both <laughs> simultaneously. We were just doing Ohio. But as you know, I got my team under control and got that system and process in place, we started to reach out into other places, recruit people, get loan officers in other markets to help grow our team. So, you know, I know it's sometimes hard. I think COVID helped with that, with people realizing they didn't have to just work where they are. I think, I think so too. One good thing that came out of COVID, but I think still we all kind of just get in our routine and we just do what we do and we don't really think about that, but it is a hundred percent possible to do other markets from wherever you're at. And I'm in a little small town in Ohio. And I think it's great. And you have a pretty good market share where you are too, don't you? Yeah. People always say, well, you've got it easy, right? You don't have any competition, but that's all relative. So yes, I have less competitors, you know, lending competitors, but I also have less deals to get. Mm-hmm. I have less agents to market. So it, it really is, you know, if you look at the map, I mean, you've got Columbus and Cincinnati and then like all of Southern Ohio is less than half a million people. So if you take yes. the cities out, so it's, it's all relative, you know, percentage wise, I've got the same amount as everyone else. It's the same everywhere you go, you know, where people are people, they want to, you know, I still have competitors that that say things that to to win deals that aren't true, even though there's, you know, nine, nine or 10 of us, however many there are, but I also have to compete with the internet. So yes. you know, that, that's my biggest competitor is the internet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of, you know, that's something that's out there for all of us, no matter what market you're in. Yes. And so how long have you been in the mortgage business now? Uh, since 2005. So 17 years. This is my, okay. I think, gosh, we're recording this, what, the 18th of November. I think I got my license the end of November. Okay. So this, is, this is my 17th month too, year month. And obviously when I got in, it was, you know, everything that had, could, could use the ink pen, got a loan. Uh, yes. <laughs> Fax machines, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> And, you know, we did everything paper and we overnighted packages for people to sign and yes. all the crazy things that happened and going through the crash, you know, I, I, you know, I do a radio show and I do a lot of marketing and I talk about the crash all the time. And I know people are sick of hearing me talk about it. I jokingly say, I think I've got PTSD from it because I talk about it all the time, but I, I'm glad it happened. You know, if I, it hadn't happened I wouldn't have completely changed my business model. We were a refi shop with doing trigger leads and mail and you know all those things that you know probably would have eventually been phased out anyway for us. At least the yeah. mail would have. I mean, I went through a really bad time after that. You know, 2008, 9, 10, when I met you in 10, I was still broke. You know, I mean, I, I lost everything. I will never forget. So I didn't go to that first event because of Carl. I didn't even know who Carl was. <laughs> I um, remember you telling me that. <laughs> I, so I went because I had been following Frank and Brian for a couple of years. Yes. Brian Stevens with back then it was Think Big, Work Small. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. And I wanted to meet them. And so I had a partner at the time and I said, hey, I want to go to this event knowing we didn't have the money, knowing we didn't have mm-hmm. money. And he said, if you think it'll help our business, so yeah, do it. And I was like, oh, now I got to go. You know, so I hadn't, you know, I hadn't flown forever. You know, I'd never flown by myself. I hadn't done anything really on my own. I, I got married pretty young, had kids pretty young. And I 
just was always with my husband or had been with my family prior to that. So really scary thing for me to do to go to the airport, go through, and this was after 2001. So go through TSA and all that. Like I hadn't flown since all of that. And I had never went to an event ever in the mortgage business. So I was in the business five years before I went to my first event. It was a really, really big deal for me. I've always been like me, like anybody that knows me knows how I am. Like I'm pretty yeah. loud and bold and and I was that, but I was that at home. Like I'd never been outside of my area. Yeah. So it was, it was really scary for me. I know people think that I don't get scared, but I was really scared. And I was in the business when it was like, don't talk about what you do. Don't share this. Don't share that. And I will never, I always tell a story that what you ask me, what do you do to get business? I'm like, always, oh, and you're like, oh, can I see your flyer? I'm like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> at that time, to me, everybody was still a competitor. You yes. Know? So it was, and I'm super, super competitive. So I want to win. I always want to win. So you know, it was it was a life changing experience for me just to go to that first event and then you know learn how to do video there and that's where I started video. I mean, yes, Frank, and look where it's gotten you. I mean, Frank made me do that homework that Roberto gave us. I was like, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. And Frank's like, Oh no, you're doing it. And so he recorded that. I just sent that to him and Carl. I think it was this month. Maybe no, it was last. Really, month. it was October of 2010 when we met. Uh-huh. And it popped up on my newsfeed on Facebook and I sent it to Carl and Frank. And I was like, this video is terrible. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I sent it to my boss too, which I'm sitting in his office right now recording this. And I, I sent it to him and he's like, that's still better than most people's today. I'm like, no, it's terrible. Like it was <laughs> so bad, but that's where I started doing all that. And I didn't, had never done it, didn't have the confidence to do it. And Frank, God love him. He was like, you have the personality to do it. You need to do this. And so I did that. And then we had video marketing roundup after that. So I went to that in Dallas quickly after and had my little $99 camera that I couldn't afford to buy, but I bought it anyway. Right. And I just started doing it. And that's really, you know, we just came, we're just coming off a Freedom Club event that we just had. In Nashville. Yep. And so I think Tammy Saul shared that video of just do it. Like, yes. it's not the Nike one. It's the, I, I don't know. We just actually played that video on our board meeting this morning that I had for my company because oh, great. It, it, it is very true. Like you just have to do what needs done. Yes. And in this business right now, there is no message that is more important than that. Uh, my president and I talked about this last night. I said, it's, it's really easy to just sit back and blame the market and blame the rates and blame the this and blame the that. You know, in 2005, we blamed the crash and the appraisers and the no value and the yes. no jobs. You, know, you can always find an excuse. It is always hard. It is not hard to be negative. On my podcast, my first one that we did, I did with Jill and we talked about that. You know, Jill's my ops manager. It is the easy thing to do in life is to be negative and be like everybody else. Yes be the positive person and be the light in the situation. That's the hard stuff. It's not easy to be happy. And people think it is, oh, well, she's happy all the time. Mm-hmm. No, no, it takes work. It's you have to choose it every single day. Yes. Especially you do. Like in, this, in this business, you, <laughs> you have to choose to be happy. You have to choose to continue on because, you know, there's days where you just don't want to do it anymore. Right. I mean, 
good market. You know, we just came off of the past two years that were crazy. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and I kept saying, this isn't real. This is not real. Like you can't, this is not going to last forever. Even then it was just different hard, you know, it was hard. It was a different kind of hard. It was more of a hard, how are we going to get the right team in place? How are we going to get enough people working here to handle all the volume that's coming in? I remember talking with, as, as a coach and you, you coach as well, I remember talking with people that were branch managers that were having a hard time finding people, loan officers that were having a hard time finding people, and people were asking for exorbitant amount of money, and they were paying it because they didn't have a choice. They needed help, good help. They needed great help, and they were paying it. I had a conversation a, a couple months ago, probably with one of our underwriting team leads. And, you know, our company is very branch focused and loan officer focused, and mm-hmm. they truly look at it as we're the customer and they understand that they're providing a service to us that we pay for. And mm-hmm. so their whole mindset is customer service and they treat us like Chick-fil-A, like they're, that they, they want to so be like a mortgage business. And so I was talking to a team lead and, and she, we were talking about stuff and she said, well, but I wouldn't want your job. Your job is so much harder than mine. And I was like, you know what? It's it's just different hard. It is. You know, I, I, their job is hard. Our job is hard. Accounting's job is hard. Post-closing's job is hard. It's just different hard. It, it is. doesn't make it better or worse or more important or not. They're all hard, yeah. especially in a market like this. And so, but I think it, that choosing to be in it and be happy with it is really, really important. And and I think that in this time, we're going to see a lot of people that were doing it, maybe not for the right reasons, leave. I feel like, and I'm sure you feel the same way, if I could make it through 2005, 8, or 2008, 9, 10, 7, I can make it through anything. It really, I'm not, this market doesn't bother me. I really like markets like this. I do too. I think it's a challenge. I think it's a real challenge. So I'm not originating currently, but I talk to originators every day as a coach. And it is a challenge. It's a different kind of challenge. But most people are looking at it as a problem. A lot of loan originators are looking at it as a problem. Oh my gosh, it's not the same as it was. And and they're crying around. But the people that we coach in the Freedom Club, they are learning to, they've adjusted now, right? Because it was an adjustment, a little bit of an adjustment. And now they're just on fire to go and take the challenge of the market and run with it. And that's what I love about markets like this. If you're competitive, you can do it. Yes. And for me, like uh, probably something not wired correctly in my brain, this is when I'm my best. So when I am in a position where I feel like I've got to fight my way out of it Mm -hmm. is when I do better, when it's easy, when it's falling out of the sky, I get lazy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't like when it's, when loans are falling out of the sky and they're not hard to get, I get Mm -hmm. lazy. Most people do. Yeah. I don't have to work as hard. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. Yeah. The, The one good thing that I have. And for me is, as I have very, I'm a very quick implementer and adjuster. So this started, I didn't wait until June and July and August to say, Oh, uh Oh, we're in a mess. Like it was in April. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this, 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 like I very quickly pivoted. And I feel, I think that because I, I thrive in chaos a little bit, it's very easy for me to make those adjustments, but I could make those adjustments because of my coaching with the Freedom Club. So Carl, you know, if you haven't heard my story, when I started coaching with him, the putting in place saving money was part of the plan and still is to save mm-hmm. 25%. 
And so that was, I was doing everything he told me to do. I was changing the team, doing this, doing that, but I wasn't doing the money. And so finally he was just like, if you don't have your savings account by the next time we talk, I'm not going to continue to coach you because you're not listening to me. Yep. And that was the single hardest thing that I had to do in the Freedom Club, save money, which people listening are probably like, what? But like, I like to spend money, you know? And so I was like, what? I don't want to save money. Uh But, But now here we are 10 years later and I don't care about this market. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother you because you have the savings. You have the ability to have a cushion. And for me, I think the real freedom in the Freedom Club, the real freedom is that. I agree. Saving money. So you don't have to work with people you don't want to work with. Yep. You don't have to worry about a bad market because you have saved your money correctly and you have not, you know, overspent or you know whatever you have managed your credit and your money correctly. And I, to me, that's the real freedom because I have fired agents. I have now went through a, a downturn in the market and hasn't changed my life not one single bit. Yes. Um, and so I think that that's what. That for me is what the real freedom is. And and all, and all the other things come with it too. Time and you know, opportunity, like all those are important. But saving that money changed everything for me because then I wasn't needing every deal to close. Then I wasn't stressed about if something went wrong. I wasn't stressed if someone said no. I wasn't stressed if an agent quit using me. Like I was like, okay, next. Okay, yep. next. I'll find somebody else. You're just not my people. That's mm-hmm. okay. You know, in 2006, 7, 8, I made a commitment to myself. Now, I was originating at the time, and I made a commitment to myself that I would never be in that position again, that the next time we have anything happen in the mortgage business that was not good, that I would not be in that position. And thank goodness that has happened. And I'm I'm grateful that I'm not in that position as well. So it once you go through something like that, it sticks with you, doesn't it? It You either learn from it or it defeats you, one or the other. I think I've seen people that I thought that I know went through it, but then I saw them as the market got better and better and better and better and then exponentially better, go back to those habits that we all had like pre the crash. Yeah. And, And I think I said this the other day to someone, I don't, I probably missed out on a lot because I haven't forgotten. So I probably didn't go on as many vacations as I could have because I didn't want to spend the money. I probably didn't buy some of the things I could have bought because I didn't want to spend the money because that is always in the back of my head that it's coming. And so that's a me thing. I'm not saying that's a healthy thing or a healthy way to be, but I think now some people that I think have been in the business forever, went through the crash, didn't change or got back into those habits because money is just habits. Money is is. all habit, all of it. Yes. I don't care. You can make $50,000 a year or a million dollars a year, but if your habits aren't good, a $50,000 person can be more rich than a million dollar person. Boy, that's the truth. How many millionaires do you know that were janitors or teachers or people, they just knew how to manage their money well? Absolutely. Yes. And so I think I've seen a lot of people though, that I thought, you know, I know went through it, uh-huh. but they back to those habits. And yes. so- I was lucky enough to have Carl and then even my office manager, Jill, like she's really good with money. And so she helped me do that. You know, she helped me save and and get that focus. And so I think it's really important that if you aren't saving now, 
that you start, even though you're making way less money, probably Mm -hmm. start saving. I don't care if it's $5 a week, start getting that habit in place. So when this market goes back and it will, it will, it always does. Yes. And you know what? I don't think this is going to last. It's not going to last as long as it did before. I've gone back and looked at some stuff. I mean, that was years. That was years going through that. This is not going to be years. No, it's not. We're in a season right now. Just like, you know, you have a season when you have babies and they're keeping you up at night and you still love them. You still love it. Just like we still love the business, but you have a season and we're in a season right now. And we're going to be in a different season six months from now and six months later from now. And we just have to keep that in mind that this doesn't, it feels like it's going to last forever, but it's not going to last forever. So we've, this is the time though. You and I both agree that this is the time to put those foundations in place. And I was talking to somebody I was coaching the other day and I said, okay, so you have one house built now set another foundation and build another house. And if you want to build a skyscraper, let's build a skyscraper. Yeah, absolutely. What's the one thing about having a great team that has made a difference for you, Jen? For me, having that team in place and I grew it, you know, I think that a lot of people, once you build something, maybe somebody comes into the Freedom Club or they meet you for the first time. And they're like, oh, well, she's got it all together. She's always had it all together. No, not. No wrong answer. So you're, you're looking at me 10 years in of a team. Exactly. So, and it has grown, you know, at first I had a processor and Jill, and then I had, you know, they went little by little, we grew it, we grew it. So you don't go from A to Z. You just don't, it's not possible. Ego makes people want to do that. I think that's one thing too, in this business, you got to keep your ego in check Mm -hmm. um, and be self-aware enough to know when you're making decisions and doing things from ego because ego will bankrupt you. Yes, it will. Um, morally and financially. Yes. <laughs> and I think that that's something that we all, you are salespeople, right? So we all mm-hmm. have a bit of an ego. It's can you keep it in check? Yes. Uh, but I think that for me, you know, having a team that, and it's not always been perfect. You know, I've been, I think, luckier than a lot of people about the longevity of my team and how they work. Uh, but I've had people not work out and ha- had to terminate people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it allows me to go out and do what I do best, which is make the phone ring. Mm-hmm. And and my highest and best use is not working on sticking a round peg in a square hole to get one deal done. My highest and best use is going on the radio and talking to thousands of people or going to my coffees and my lunches or doing office trainings with realtors or doing a TV show or doing a podcast. Like, that is my highest and best use. I hate to break it to any loan officer listening that thinks that they're the best originator in the world and they can put together the best package. <laughs> but every single person in my office has never worked in the mortgage business until I hired them. And I don't touch a file. Mm-hmm. I don't touch anything. I don't have an Encompass login. I mean, I have one, but I don't know what it is. I don't get into Optimal Blue and price loans. Very rarely, I hate email. I don't check my like everyone at corporate knows that if you want me, you have to text me. Yes, it will be days before I see any email that you send me because nothing I do is time sensitive. Marketing is, I mean, I've got my own timeline, but it's not right alone timeline. So I just don't communicate through email. If you Mm -hmm. want me, text me. But that's because I have a team that's doing all that because it's I know what my highest and best use is. And if you don't know that, you need to get with a coach or get with a mentor or somebody and figure that out. Like right now is the time to figure that out. Yes. You just got to do it. Yes. 
fix problems in 21, in 2021. Problems were not getting fixed in 2021. They were being bandaged to get through. Exactly. Now is the time that companies need to fix their problems. Loan officers need to fix their problems. Teams need to fix their problems Mm -hmm. because you have the time to do it. And fixing their problems in a market like this, the first thing they need to do is get more loans in the door. Yes. And in order to do that, they need to be able to focus. So even if they don't have a team, like they don't have an assistant, they still need to manage their time in blocks of time. So talk about how you did that before you had an assistant to do that. How did you manage bringing loans in and working on the loans at the same time? I know that was a long time ago, but (laughs) but you remember- Yes. So I, I did have a processor. I had a partner back then. So he did that part. But like, like as far as my sales activities, I had I time blocked in the morning. I did, you know, from nine to 11, I did my calls and every day of the week of what those calls were that we have with the DSP. That was what I did. And then I did my lunches and coffees. And then I worked on administrative stuff in the afternoon. That's it. And that's it's really that simple. Like, it, it is. Really, it's really is. Sticking it, to it is the hard part. That's what I was just going to say. It's sticking to it. So one of the things that I always like to remind people when I'm coaching them is use a alarm system, like get your phone and set an alarm for like 15 minutes before you're supposed to start making your calls. You're sitting there doing other things. You know, you're going to get, you're not going to remember because it's not a habit yet. So that'll jolt you. Oh yeah, I better start getting ready to make my calls. And then five minutes before the calls, You have that alarm every Monday through Thursday. You've got that alarm ringing to remind you because it's not a habit yet. No, no. And what do you have to do it? What, 21 times or something to make it a habit? I think. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's not that long. That's three weeks. It's not very long. I guess it might be a month, I guess, of, of work days, but it's a, it's a month. And, And, you know, in our office, we have a saying, you can do anything for 30 days. Yes, you can. A borrowers that all the time. If they want to quit their job or they want to do this or do that, like switch jobs. You can do anything for 30 days. Do you want this house? Mm-hmm. It's it's save money because maybe their money's cash and they don't have down payment money other than cash. So for 30 days, you know, take that money that you're getting for your paycheck. Don't touch it and use your other money. 30 days, you can do that. We've, we've told people, do you need to do a monster every day? Because the difference in your payment is that monster every day. 30 yes. days, you think for 30 days, like those things, when you, I think that's one thing too, the Freedom Club taught me was breaking things down into small bites. Yes. Because when you look at a bit, you look at a problem, right? It is Mount St. Helens for old people from the eighties. You know, remember that, that volcano, you know, <laughs> it's, the, it's the biggest thing in the world. It's a, it's a, it's a mammoth. You'll never defeat it when you look at it head on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's break that down. So let's say your problem is a branch and, and your branch account, maybe you're negative. Right? right. And so you have to break it down into, okay, so what can I charge per loan that will help make that up? Plus still make my money going forward to keep the branch going. Like it's, it's all about math. Like every problem can be solved with math just about. Mm-hmm. And so start breaking those things down or maybe, okay, maybe it's, I don't have enough realtors, Right. So you start looking at, okay, I need, if I'm going to get, you know, five referrals from, from one agent a month, let's just say I get five, I get five at bats and I'm only going to be able to get probably two of those qualified. How many do I need to, and and I'll get one of those to say yes. Yes. So for every agent, let's just say you're going to get one. Mm -hmm. So how many agents do I have to have to have to give me that five, to get me to that one out the bottom of the funnel? Yep. 
And, okay, I'm gonna, so I, okay, let's say it's 10. You want to do 10 loans a month. You need 10 agents. So, okay, well, you're not going to get, everyone's not going to say yes. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need, 30, you need to call 30 agents to get 10 to say yes. Like when you start breaking it down, it's not near as much as you think it is. It's very small incremental things that get you to the big end. It is. But it's breaking it down. And and my kids, like after I learned that, I drove my kids crazy with that. Like everything is broken down into that now. Yes. Like, okay. What you want. Okay. Let's go backwards. Let's work that backwards to see where you got to start. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really the only way to do things. That it's is, a great principle to teach your kids. To be able to manage it. Yes. And not be discouraged and not, and, and you, when you break it down, you're getting those little wins every day mm-hmm. and it keeps going. And so, and I think too, I say this all the time, there's only two choices in any situation. Only two. I don't care what anybody says. There are only two choices. You're either going to do it or you're not. That's the truth. If you're going to do it, there's a thousand ways to do it. And I acknowledge that. But let's start with the first decision. The first decision is, are you going to do it or not? Because I think everybody gets caught up in, if I'm going to make a decision, the thousand ways to do it. Well, you mm-hmm. haven't even decided to do it yet. So why waste the time on how to do it if you don't even want to do it? Right. You have to be committed. Yes. So let's decide first, do you want to do it? Yes. Okay. Well, then let's come up with 10 ways to do it and you'll pick the one that works. Mm-hmm. But I think that everybody gets overwhelmed with all the possibilities so that they just, they don't do anything. They're like paralyzed in fear. And that is mm-hmm. a choice. That's your, that's a no. So I think that that for me, when I tell people that, like, there's only two choices, it kind of helps. Like, again, you're paring it down, right? Okay. Let's start with, are you going to do it or not? Cause that mm-hmm. is really where you got to start. Yes. And, and so, it, it's so simple, it, isn't it? Everything really is simple. If you yes. just break it down into little bite-sized pieces. Yeah. I like the way you talk about breaking it down like that. That's really important to do. So what's a habit that you've had Jen for a while now that makes you successful that helps you focus on the things that you're really, really good at. Now, I know you have a lot of fun. You make things fun and <laughs> that's a personality thing. You do make things fun, but anyone can make anything fun if they decide what they want to do and then just do that. Just do that little sliver that makes you really, really successful. How do you focus as as an originator? How do you focus? I love it for one. The What makes the phone ring is what I love to do, which is marketing. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, again, it goes back to the team. Having a team that enables me to just just do those things has been so big. But I think that you have to know what even makes your phone ring. I think that sometimes people don't really know. I didn't until I got into the Freedom Club and had a plan and had a system. I I didn't really know what was making it ring. Mm -hmm. And so start really looking at it and with a coach or mentor and, and deciding okay, I got this result from this activity. Then you start, okay, well, this worked. Well, that one didn't. So I think for me, like being able to have kind of that overview to look at what I used to hate to look at, which is reports of like where our loans come from, like tracking, probably that's probably the one habit I would say is tracking. If you don't track, there is no way to know where to spend your time or your money. No. And and you know, maybe you're not spending a lot of money right now, but you're spending time. So if you're spending time with an unqualified agent, which probably has shifted in the past six months from mm-hmm. who you're not who you were chasing last year, probably it's not who you're going to be chasing this year. That's for sure. 
And so if you're not tracking where your leads are coming from, you don't know how to spend your time and your money. And you know, you used to coach Tony Perry Jr. He works at my company with me and he came over and spent a couple of days and he's like, man, you just, you track everything. Like, and I have to, like, I spend a lot of money on marketing. So I have to know, did this work? Did that work? Did this campaign work? Did that campaign work? Like, I have to know that stuff. And if I don't track it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not sexy. It's not anything that like I get all fired up about, but I, and I'm old school. So like, you know, they give me a report on an Excel spreadsheet and I, I, Tyler Osby saw me do it in Tahoe. Like I take that spreadsheet and I hash mark, like I have realtors, radio, uh, social media, TV show. Like I have all my little categories and I hash mark. I go through and I, I hash mark where every single lead came from. Cause for me, I have to write things down. Mm -hmm. Make them stick. And so I go through that Excel spreadsheet and put it on paper where every lead came from for the last quarter. That's and then, so critical. And I know what to do. Yes. And where to spend my money and my time. And so yes. that habit of doing that every quarter has really, really been good for me. I used to, we we have a compass now, but when we had Calix Point, I got a, a report every morning. And it was for every credit that was pulled the day before what their score was. I had all their scores in it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell from that what ads were working. Oh yeah. If I got a bunch of low scores. I'm talking too much about credit repair. Mm-hmm. So I need to stop talking about that and talk about other things. Like, so like that, that kind of stuff is crucial in running a, a business. Yes. Even if you're a single loan officer, it is crucial to know if what you're talking about is dictating the kind of lead you're getting. Boy, and it does, doesn't it? I used to be known as the queen of the hard to do loans. The first few years I was in the business, uh, probably the first 10 years I was in the business and everybody called me with their hard to do loans and I loved rescuing everybody and I loved getting people in a home. But what happens is it takes a lot of time to do that and you're really happy to help people. But what could you be going and getting if you're not spending time doing that? Because time is money. Yeah. I tell agents, I'm like, you know, I'll help you with your hard deals, but I do the easy ones too. Yes. That's it. That's it. So give us a parting word of wisdom for this time that we're in November of 2022 right now. Anybody listening to this in the future will remember what it was like if they were an, an originator at the time, but what's one parting word of wisdom that you could give us for this time, time in, in the market? I think that right oh, any any market like this, I truly believe this is when genera- generational wealth is made. Uh, I think there were more millionaires probably made in eight, nine, and ten than any other time in history. I agree. It, and it's looking at everything. I don't look at things very negatively. Not that I can't be a negative person because I can at times, but I see every negative as something that I can turn into a positive. And so I think that that's really, really important right now is keeping that mindset and surrounding yourself with really good people that if you have a team, if you have somebody that is negative and that's a kind of a cancer in the team, now's the time to, to get rid of them. Absolutely. Now, times like this, can you cannot tolerate any kind of negativity. And if it's somebody that you want to keep and they're not typically like that, then have a conversation. If it's somebody that's always negative, they might need to go. I, I think managing the mindset of your team, if you have a team and of yourself, obviously, is super, super important right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we get so caught up in 
any kind of downturn and like panic mode that we don't realize that we can control what happens to us. Yes. It's my choice every day to get up and do the activity that causes the phone to ring. Yes. And, and anybody listening to this can do the same thing, whether that be calling agents, calling referral partners, calling past clients that will make your phone ring. Mm-hmm. If you do it, you know, whether if you market, whether you're, you're doing radio or doing whatever, like doing things on social, like doing the things that make the phone ring is, is all within your control. So this market is really not out of your control because people are still buying houses. Yes, and they like, are. People are still refinancing because we're closing refinance loans too. Yes. So this nonsense of nobody's refinancing, anytime somebody says all or nobody or nothing, I I, I was like, okay, you're wrong. I'm not even listening to you because there's never all of anything. It's never all bad. It's never all good. It's just, that's just not reality. And so, you know, if somebody starts saying, oh, well, there's no this kind of loan or there's, I had one of my coaching clients tell me a few months ago, well, there's no loans, no loans. I was like, really? Not one single transaction closed in your county last month. Uh huh. Well, yeah, yeah, but they're but they're half cash. Okay, what about the other half? Hmm. I mean, there are always deals to be found. Yes, there are. You got to yeah. get out and find them, and you've got to do an activity to find them. They're not yes. going to call you because, like, oh, Irene's so pretty. I think I'll just call her. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, does it? You don't know what you do unless you tell them what you do, which yeah. requires activity. Yes. And you have to be committed, committed to the activity. It's either commitment or it's not. Like you said, it's either we're going to do it or we're not going to do it. And so commitment is the big thing. And then the discipline to carry through with that commitment and follow through with it and have a plan. And that's what we do in the Freedom Club is the, the DSP, the Daily Success Plan. And there's a whole plan of how to do it. It's just being committed to making sure it's done. Yeah. I am so proud of you, Jen. Uh, It has been such a fun journey for the last 12 months to see how we both were back in 2010 and how we are now and all the things that we've learned and we've learned them together. Yes. It's been really, really fun. And I, I'm just so grateful for you. People don't realize about a coaching organization is that, you know, we are both coaches now Mm -hmm. and you, you know, you originally started the freedom club. It was your idea, but they, it's not obviously where we started, but the friendships that we have made through the years with people that, you know, maybe yes. they're still, club, maybe they're not, but we're still friends with them. Like you, we've made such lifelong friendships in this business that, and it's all centered around this club of people. And so I think people don't realize that part of it too. Yes. It's a big part of getting together and being with friends. It's like a reunion. Every time we get together, it's so fun. Yes, and I, I just love it. And I love, I love the way you have handled your team if anybody wants to hear Jen's podcast, oh my gosh, she has some really good podcast, two of them that are that I know of that are really, really good. But the one, the Loan Officer Unplugged is a yes. really good one to listen to. She she heads that podcast and I have thoroughly enjoyed listening to you on that Unplugged. And I thought that's a perfect name for Jen. She's unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank yeah. you so much for being here and for just the friendship over the years and the example that you've been and your story is so inspiring to so many people, just where you came from, where you are now and where you're headed. It's not just where you are now, it's where you're headed as well. But I'm so proud of you. I appreciate that so much. It means so much from you. And I'm just grateful that you're here today. And thank you for sharing with everybody 
your story and your ideas and because you are a top producer. And so what you say matters because you live it every single day. And and so I'm just grateful that you were here with me today. So thank, thank you, you so awesome. much. Yeah, it was fun. So we'll do it again. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening today. We appreciate you listening to Loan Officer Team Training. If you enjoyed this today, please share it with a few other loan officers that you know, and we sure would appreciate a five-star review that will help us get this podcast seen by more people that it can benefit, and we would love to hear your feedback. If you're a loan officer, branch manager, or owner of a mortgage company, please take a look at the training that we offer for your teams at LoanTeamTraining.com. Once again, thanks so much for being here today, and we'll see you next week. loan partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training and how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one. How to build rapport right from the first conversation. How to ask the right questions. How to answer objections. Specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're going to practice live with other class members. And they're going to also learn how to ask for and receive referrals. How to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're going to receive in our class. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10 hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from nine to 11.30 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at loanteamtraining.com. You'll find the class on the client conversion training tab.